0: Hey modders, welcome to another installment of the Modcast, the weekly podcast for moddb.com where we fill you in with all the news releases and stuff you could ever need for the previous week. My name is Dave Trager, I'm the media editor here on moddb.com, joining me as always is Ryan Anderson, the executive editor for the same site, and this week we have Lucas and uh, Peter who are both sort of... ModDB affiliates. Uh, Peter is one of the freelance writers we have, or the volunteer staff that we have, and uh, Lucas is one of the uh, more active participants on ModDB, as far as members are concerned. Welcome, guys. How you doing?
1: Thanks.
0: So, uh, as you all know, this week it was the beginning of april and the beginning of april always means april 1st which means everyone was always going to lie to each other on that day well everyone thinks everyone is going to lie to each other on that day and that's april 1st for you so um as tradition goes uh mod teams will make news posts and uh releases that aren't technically proper i guess is the correct term and uh Personally, I'm not a big fan of April First. Um, I think it's uh, uh, come on, man. Bit let, let the mod teams have their fun. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's like oh, well, let's let's on, take a really? break out here.
2: I don't know if you guys were aware of all the April Fools' hijinks that went, uh, all the posts that uh, flooded the front page. But uh, did you guys have any favorite ones in particular, or any ones that caught your eye? I know the Overgrowth guys. Uh, they posted like a uh, small tank. Uh so we're yeah, pretty, pretty sure you good. posted that didn't you or was that uh, Jeff?
3: No that was Jeff.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, but they they posted they were halting, you know, development of the game and making another game called Small Tanks and uh their their whole description of it was pretty funny. It was like small guys, small tanks, big action. <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> the graphics kind of were like... pretty well done too.
2: Yeah, the graphics were pretty well done yeah. too. That was that was the most impressive part put some effort into it. I don't know if it was them or some other people that just kind of modeled these things for fun. But did you guys have any other favorite April Fools posts?
3: No, I'm kind of like Dave in, on that part. I don't really like April Fools. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I have a favorite one.
0: I mean, if you you got to think of it because um, I'm, I'm a bit uh, bitter of this because my first mod release actually happened on April 1st, um, and it kind of got washed away by all the the bullshit, I guess, or all the April Fool's practical jokes. So people don't generally... One
2: day out of the year, you should have posted.
0: You posted. I know, but I didn't (laughs) think it would be like that, but it was. So, you know, yeah, that was my my bad, but um, I think that's the same for everyone. They kind of not really like to do that. And did Peter, did you have any favorite April Fools posts or anything oh, that well kinda... I
4: did I did like the the uh, overgrowth one pretty well. And also there is a uh Tournament 3 mod uh tactical assault that posted some kind of banana
0: suit. The banana guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, but the, that was pretty funny too.
4: Yeah, there's some a lot of jokes going around there. A few of them by me.
2: Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> The other one that I liked was uh, the Renegade X one. They actually did a video.
0: Yes, that's right. That's, oh, yeah, that, that I really like that one too. <laughs> like, um, I liked it so much I featured it, you know, mm-hmm. just that video. And the end of the video really... was pretty funny because they
2: have like this dance animation where <laughs> they shoot in the air or whatever, <laughs> it's just hilarious.
4: Yeah, that one was very uh, well done. Yeah, I have to
3: agree on that too also, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah. The
4: Actually, so, the yeah, funnest... So, yeah, so the two
2: haters of April Fool's like that one video by Renegade X, so that's quite an accomplishment. Well, it was
0: just, just funny, you know? Like, it, that, that kind of seems like you can do that any day of the year. You don't technically have to do it on April Fool's. You know what I mean? Like, it, that kind of reminds me of those uh, development videos they had um, for, you know, Cry of Fear and that sort of stuff. It reminds me of those, and they didn't have to do it on April Fool's, you know? So... Yeah, um, but I I think for a lot of my teams
2: it's just like kind of like a little side project because there, there is a lot of effort that goes into making these these posts. I mean, like you know for all yeah. the posts that we mentioned, uh, you know there's some there's some extra modeling and and extra blood and sweat that has to go into making these these things happen, uh, mm-hmm. and it's all just for the benefit of the community. So, kind of appreciate well, that guess, on some you level. Know,
0: um, you got to think of it like this: April first is a is an opportunity to like if you make a really funny joke. People are gonna say, "Hmm, this mod looks interesting," and you know, it, any PR is PR basically. That's true. So,
2: That's true.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I guess if you look at it like that, it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But it, like, I don't know. It kind of takes away from the whole. I'm expecting like,
2: that uh, that banana suit to fully show up in the in the mod. You know We um, were talking
0: about this. That reminds me of the Red Faction um, April Fools' they did. A while ago they uh, released a, uh, an, a bunch of screenshots of guys about to hit other guys with hammers And this is like a proper screenshot, right? And some guy over in our forums, he decided he was going to uh, Photoshop the bottom half of an um, emu Or an ostrich onto the bottom of the hammer And it actually looked like an ostrich's head so um, for April Fools, what the the guys behind uh, Red Faction Guerrilla, I think that's what it's called, they decided that they would actually create a weapon in game which is an ostrich, and you you grab it by its neck and you hit people with it, like it's a full ostrich <laughs> and stuff. I'm not sure if <laughs> you guys saw that. It seems a little bit that, uh, unwieldy, but yeah. Yeah, but now they've actually, like, because of how popular it's become, it's like one of those underground things that they're actually adding it as an unlockable weapon in multiplayer. Sweet. Which I think is fucking hilarious, Awesome. Yeah, they're taking it all away, so. It actually is an ostrich with, like, the legs, like, tied up, and you just carry it around by its neck and hit people with it, and I think it's hilarious.
3: I love when developers do that kind of things
0: yeah it's kind of like uh, similar to what um what the whale man is i guess in overgrowth. no one knows what the hell that is, but it's there
3: so. <laughs> yeah yeah
0: <laughs>
2: actually uh I was reading on on overgrowth twitter. they linked to a comment that actually explained like the phenomenon. I don't know something about whales that naturally are afraid of their shadows because when they posted the update with Whaleman and and his shadow, (laughs) whales actually beach themselves because they're afraid of their own shadow. When they're like in shallow water, they just actually swim to shore because they're running away from Uh. their own shadow.
0: And now you know. (laughs) (laughs) People were actually like, "Wow, that's
2: that's interesting," because he made it sound like it was a fact. Oh God.
0: Wow, it's it's too funny. There you go. So yeah, so that's, right, April, that's, Fools. Let's, uh, let's
2: that's April Fools. Let's let's
0: move on. That's April Fools. Yeah, and because of April Fools, the recall section is uh, limited this week. Hooray! Yeah. Yeah. But we've actually got some pretty good releases, actually, f- considering. Uh, I guess we'll get started off. Uh, this is from the 29th to of April. Uh, sorry, the 29th of March to the 6th of April. Uh, starting off on April 2nd, we have Nevermore, which is an indie title. Um, it's made by a bunch of students, uh, it's, what school are they from, does anyone know? No. No? No one Why don't
2: knows? Why you click In on the profile to find out?
0: I will. <laughs> <laughs>
2: they're mm, from, I think they're from the, uh, that Danish institute, D-A-D-I-U, I just know the acronym, oh, I yeah. don't know what it stands for because it's. Really large. Yeah, it's D-A-D-I-U. So um, It's basically a collective of universities that get together and, uh, you know, form teams
0: and make Mm. one-month projects.
2: But Nevermore is... uh, Did you guys actually play it? Yeah, I played it. It's
0: uh, interesting, to say the least. (laughs) Very interesting indeed. Um, I do like the voice acting in this game a lot. I think that's... Absolutely hilarious. They did an awesome job with the voice acting. To to give people an idea of what it is, it's uh you play as this little girl called Anna and uh she keeps getting bullied at school. Uh now her teddy bear, Mr. Huggles, um, is this uh psychotic little bear who tells Anna that um in order to be happy she needs to build a hot hopscotch diagram and to build this diagram, she needs paint. Now, the teddy bear tells Anna that the paint is being hidden from her inside the bodies of the bullies. Now, naturally, as a kid, you would she obviously doesn't know what she's doing, and she goes around slaughtering these guys to get paint or blood from these enemies. She uh, holds up the teddy bear to capture the blood, and then she uses that blood to build the hopscotch diagram. And all the while, the teddy bear is egging her on, which is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, it's interesting. (laughs) So what do you think about it? Well, um, it it flows pretty good until it starts getting to the point where the enemies don't die from, like, one or two hits. And uh, after that, you kind of get surrounded and um, it's really hard to kill them. You know, you don't technically have health. It's just like a game where you have a certain amount of time to get a high score sort of thing. There's no, there's nothing else to it except, like, try to get a high score and that's it. And, um yeah, I mean, after that point, you kind of get the gist of it and it's not like it has any sort of really, anything that really keeps you playing, I guess. Unless you want to beat your high score, of course. Yeah, yeah, but what, what so. did you
2: feel about the game when... What- like what kind of what did you personally think about it besides the mechanics
0: uh, um it was fun like um i had a good time playing it but it's not something that uh i would you know recommend to everyone unfortunately mainly because of its content like you know you play games where you kill people all the time but you know you don't play as a psychotic little girl Know, all the time and it's 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 kind of uh it's interesting in an unnerving way if that makes sense.
2: Hmm. Well, I was talking with Lucas before and he was saying, you know, like he, he played it, and it was a short playthrough and uh you know, it was very short and he's like, yeah, games games that have a message like that uh are usually pretty short and kind of like worth mm, only yeah. one playthrough. And um and, you know, I I, th- I tend to think that's right, but, like, the kind of message, like, or if there was a message that they kind of intended to bring out into this game, I think was very blunt and, and kind of, like, the story or the gimmick, whether or not it was just for sake of gameplay, um, I think, you know, even though it was disturbing, it was just kind of like that shock factor and wasn't, uh, I don't know, didn't seem like it. It was disturbing enough that, like, you know, I watched the video and pre- pretty much got the gist of the gameplay, but I w- wasn't interested in trying it out at all. Because, for mm-hmm. me, it seemed like it was a little inelegant, the way they kind of, like, put everything together. I think they could have... I don't know. It, it just... For me, just having, like, the psychotic bear, and then, like... If this was, like, a message for, for like, bullies or, like, how little girls, like, I don't know. Just... It, it's just... Kind of weird and like I agree with some of the comments about the game where it's like it is black humor but at the same time mm. it's just very crass and it doesn't seem it doesn't seem I don't know I, I just I can't explain it but it it doesn't seem like the way it was put together was it was elegant or the way that the message that they were trying to convey or or well, if there if anything, was one. the
0: message that I got from it is that children are trusting. You know, that's that's about all I got from it. Like, for example, if you tell a child that killing things is normal, then chances are they'll think that killing things is normal, you know? Like, I don't know, but that's what I kind of got out of it, so.
3: I read somewhere that uh, the message with this uh, would be that um, if you, yeah, bullying and stuff like that is is uh, a big cause of all the school shootings and whatever is going on. In the world mm, right. so that's what i think the message is if i read correctly
0: peter have you seen anything from this game at all
4: well i saw the news post and uh watched the video and looked at some of the screenshots and it didn't really appeal to me so i mm. didn't actually play it uh, that's all right i mean yeah. Well, thematically, it kind of reminded me of American McGee's Alice game, where it takes something kind of cute and innocent and kind of twists it.
2: Right. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't don't know what to think of it. It's just, you know, in terms of gameplay, it is a one-month project. I mean, it is impressive for a one-month project, the way they put it together and stuff. But, I don't know, for me, it's just kind of... Yeah, you can't expect too much and uh it is it is a student project, but
0: uh, uh I
3: guess I'll just yeah, It's not that. really It's not really a game. I mean, if you you're... were to hand that yeah. game
0: in as a project, I think you you would have done really well handing that in. But um you know, as far as like having it available for everyone, not a, it's a different kind of story. No, no no, you know? no, 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 no.
2: I'm not. I'm not debating that at all. I think you know. I mm. just think as game concept and stuff. There's not really much that you can go do with it past that, because um, at this point it's just kind of like a hack and slash, just to get the high score, and and it, it seems like the story that they kind of shoehorned in there, um, just you know, Anna killing bullies. It doesn't seem elegant enough like it seems like they're trying to tackle this this big message with like really simple gameplay you know Se- it seemed like they're they're going for this big message about you know kind of involving the bullies and everything like that and if if lucas mm. is right in that you know bullying leads to you know these the school violence and stuff like that it seems like you know f- especially for a one-month project it's a lot to tackle and uh, it is for some more is there sex, a chance that maybe there was for, no
0: subject matter though? I mean, is there a chance that there could be no subject matter? It's just there for the sake of being yeah, there. Like, ob- absolutely, but I mean,
2: I think you know when you make games and you're you're creating the gameplay, uh, obviously the developers are influenced in some way, and and they've kind of bring all their own experiences into making a game. So you know however they came to making a game about this by decision has been influenced by their upbringings and their experiences in, in, in school and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, I think in some part, whether or not they intended to have a message behind it, it's, it's you know, um, it's part of them that they put into the game. So whether, you know, they were bullied or or maybe... Um, you know they experienced bullying or or saw it happen in their schools. Um, I, we're getting all psychological here now, and it's like turning <laughs> to some like weird. <laughs> Doctor <joke>. Ryan Anderson, <laughs> but uh, all yeah, up we'll, in this bitch. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just uh, leave it that. It's it's yeah. interesting, but uh, well, yeah.
0: I think I think you got a pretty good point across there, Ryan. I mean, like um. Maybe it was, like, something they didn't realize they were doing that they ended up doing, you know? Who knows? But cool. But, I
2: mean, it's really interesting seeing the comments for for this release and how some people are, like, you know, vehemently against it and uh, others are just like, oh, that's pretty cool, it's disturbing,
0: but it's satire. how is this any different from Bioshock when you have the opportunity to do something that's not morally accepted? Yeah, but the the difference
2: between this and that is, you know, this is a one-month project.
0: And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a lot to tackle. I mean, especially if you're
2: going to take on this whole bullying message with this one-month project, it's a lot to take in. Whereas BioShock is a commercially developed game, and all the themes and stuff behind that have been deliberated deliberated on by you know a whole bunch of group of people over uh, you know multiple months, you know years in the development of the game. Whereas this is one-month project, and, and you know, so they had to make all these decisions within one month, along with the development of the game So,
0: yeah, I can see yeah. that. So that's my. All right. Point. Let's move on, man. Hey? <laughs> Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. If you guys want to check it no, out. No, no, but yeah. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Um, April 3rd, we have Shotgun Sunrise. Uh, this is a Half Life 2 mod. It's uh, pretty interesting. Ryan, you have a, a kind of a backstory of where it began, don't you? Yeah, actually, I was uh,
2: listening to Podcast 17. If you want to hear more about Shotgun Sunrise, they have a full interview over there. Um, I think by the time this episode of, the, of Modcast goes up, uh, Podcast 17 will be up on their respective site, and then they post to our site like, uh, like five days Thursday afterwards. Thursday or something? Yeah, the Thursday yeah. after or something like that. But um, yeah, check out Podcast 17 for a full interview with the developers. But as I was listening to it live today... Uh, Sunday morning for me um, they were saying that Shark on Sunrise actually started off on the Penny Arcade forums and you know they got a huge community there and they just wanted to make a mod just for kicks and just something that was totally you know, offbeat and weird and, and they kind of came up with this concept of uh, well, flam- not really weird flam- though, I mean. flamboyant cow- yeah. cowboys well I mean when you think of the premise it is kind of weird flamboyant cowboys that are trying to survive the zombie apocalypse and as a result, uh, it's it's mission-based, so you have to go and collect stuff. And I haven't played it yet, but uh, it's, it sounded like it was mission-based.
0: Yeah, um, from what I played, I, I played one of the... Uh, I'm not sure if this is the only map, but um, there is a... Uh, basically, the premise of the game is that some people start off on a car, on a truck... Or a ute, or whatever you want to call it. We'll call it a truck, because that's what they call it yes. in the game. We'll call um, it a truck. Okay. Utes is yeah. an Aussie term, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Utility vehicle, basically. Um, <clears throat> anyway, it's, some people start off on a truck, and they're known as Team rescuer, uh, Rescuers. Sorry. And some people start off in the city, just randomly, and they're called uh, Team Survivors. Basically, the team survivors start off with a small arsenal of a pistol and a revolver and a uh, shovel or an axe. Sorry, it's an axe. Yeah, it's an axe. And uh, the team rescuers, they start off on the truck uh, where there's constant supply of ammo. And they start off with their choice of weapon, which is like a double barrel shotgun, a shotgun or a Winchester, I believe. As well as a pistol and an axe. Now, uh, this game... Basically, what you have to do is go around, uh, as Ryan said, you are flamboyant cowboys, so the first thing cowboys are going to do in a zombie apocalypse is collect some stuff that they think is going to be useful, i.e. guns and booze, basically, and um, while they're driving around, they can pick up the survivors, and once the survivors get to the truck, they become rescuers and get more weapons, and... When you die, you become a survivor instead of a zombie, you know, and all of the zombies that make up the level are actually AI controlled so they'll just randomly walk around and uh try to attack you while you're getting while you're getting stuff done and sometimes you can actually get swarmed by quite a lot of zombies. It's very interesting it's not like you know they will kill you too quickly it's a it's a very light hearted game I mean the zombies run around something along the lines of what you'd see in Stubbs the Zombie, you know, if anyone's played that game you'd know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But um Yeah, so simply you drive around in this truck and you go collect some stuff and uh, then you bring it back to the truck and then you go collect some more stuff and then you drive out of the out of the map. But uh it's really funny because the fact that they've uh they've actually given a voice to the cowboys and stuff like that, so um, you'll see it in this month's spotlight because I got some pretty good footage while I was playing. Uh, the The car would drive past, filled to the brim with with cowboys wearing pink shirts and like shirts with with hearts and stuff on them, and driving past, beeping the horn that goes. Yeah, that one. <laughs> driving past, yeah. hitting zombies while shooting out the back, going horn! <laughs> yeah. So you said- now, say, now you <laughs> see where the outlandish
2: premise comes from. Oh, and, I think, uh,
0: you know, and I can definitely see this... I can see this coming from Penny Arcade, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's... Like, I got into it. It's... What can I say? It's Half-Life 2, so... The vehicle lag is obviously very apparent. But, you know, who cares? You know, you, you, you're you driving down zombies with ca- gay cowboys in the back of a truck. You know, and there's... What can you there's no there's no amount of lag that can ever not make that fun you know what i mean like so it's it's definitely there the only problem i find with the game is that when the truck gets full and you can't get in the truck you're kind of always left behind you know and and that kind of sucks you know right so i think the game is kind of only made up to a certain number of people but you'll get on a server where they've increased the max player count and it kind of doesn't work but aside from that it's it's a lot of fun definitely
2: yeah, I'm looking at some of the videos and uh, it just, I mean, from inside the truck, it seems like a wild time because you're just going over all, all kinds of terrain and, and flipping over and, and stuff like that, just while you're trying <laughs> yeah, to run away from uh, zombies.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, what can I say, when people drive the car around and boost up the side of mountains and flip off the top, you know, there's, <laughs> I think it needs a little bit more restraint, um, as far as you know, where you can drive the truck, because there are certain points in the game where you can get stuck, and there's not much you can do, and yeah, so it's it, it needs a little bit more polish. But I think at the moment they've got something that's really really cool.
3: Cool. Mm. Uh, what do you think, Lucas? Well, I haven't played it obviously, but uh, it looks it looks pretty awesome actually. I like the idea. I can just wild. driving around in a truck killing zombies. You know, it sounds awesome.
2: Well, it's different from most zombie mods. You know, if you if you look at mods and you go, "Oh, another zombie mod!" Wow, okay. Well, what's different in this one? And then when you actually read the premise, you know, you're a flamboyant cowboy, uh, yeah. just <laughs> going to going around trying to acquire supplies. You're like, "Oh, okay. Well, this is kind of got a bit of a twist." And it's nice. I mean listening to listening to the uh the actual interview you know it doesn't sound like they're they're taking the mod, uh you know seriously it's you know it's like a it's like a real zombie apocalypse uh simulator uh. but uh it's not
0: <laughs> that at all so you know i think mods well, that well i was never bored playing it i know yeah I
2: well it, i mean you know so. as much as lucas and even i like are realistic games i think the mods that tend to uh have a little bit more fun or are more interesting are uh the ones that don't take themselves too seriously.
0: Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times, a lot of people won't play it because it doesn't take it seriously, you know? And that's kind of like a catch-22 almost. I mean, because there was only 10 people on, you know, and there's only three servers, well, so it's no, not no, like... no, I don't
2: think that's down to... It doesn't take itself seriously. I think that's... I mean, in mm-hmm. terms of the development and the way they structure the gameplay, they don't take themselves seriously. Uh, I think the reason for the low player count is because uh, while while they're doing good things in terms of exposure, like getting on podcast17.com, who, by the way, probably contacted them, they need to you know make a better release post, and that way they can get on the front page of ModDB. And even into headlines. Oh
0: yeah! Ding ding ding! Yep. So
2: if anyone from uh, Shotgun Sunrise is uh, listening, you know, just contact either me and Dave. And if you guys are wondering how to get on the front page, just ask us to uh, ask us how, and we'll send you some informative links and uh, tell you the most effective way to use uh, to take advantage of the ModDB community um, and yep. get into the headlines. Because you
0: won't get on the spotlight unless you feature. <laughs> That's but,
1: right. Uh,
2: yeah. It's. I mean, it's just just the way we do things I mean there's thousands of mods on here and we have to put in some rules just so that you know we know what gets featured and what gets on the front page Uh, we can't do the PR for for every mod so as long as you guys put in the work then we can help you out as well Um, so yeah put together some good posts and uh, you can get on the front page
0: just like the next game yes just like the next game (laughs) <laughs> what a segue Labyrinthica, the quest of Lima It's an indie title And it's made by one of the members From the Overgrowth forums Is that right,
3: Lucas? Yep. You
0: were saying something about that beforehand? Yep Now, if any of you guys out there Know me personally And I know there's quite a number That kind of do know me A little bit personally That you would know that I absolutely love dungeon crawlers like there's just something about them that just yeah it's i don't know i just love them so much and this game is kind of getting there it's it's almost to the point where i can say you know what this game is awesome so basically what this game is it's uh you start off in like a, a little room basically and the idea is is you have to kill a certain number of enemies in this level and then find the exit. Now, killing the enemies might be fine. You might do that, you know, quite quickly, but finding the exit is another is another problem because it is basically a maze. And I don't know if, if it's randomly generated, but it feels like it is. Yeah, it is. So It is generated. It is, yeah. yeah? Okay. So the levels are randomly generated, and basically you can only see as far as your character allows. So if you look down a hallway, you can only see to the end of the hallway. You can't see around the corner or anything like that. So in order to, you know, discover the entire maze, you basically have to walk down these corridors and walk into these rooms and try and basically see the entire map before you can find the uh, the exit, which which I think is great because, you know, it it leads to exploration. It, um you know, means that you have to actually go out of your way to find things. Now, the uh, the combat in this game is actually quite interesting too. Uh, it's all melee, so basically you get you enemies drop weapons and shields and armor and you basically apply them to your character. And they do change your model, which is pretty cool too. So um, it works the same way as something like... Uh, Uh, Smash TV would work where you control where you move But your mouse controls where you swing in a sense So from an isometric angle you basically control uh, where you attack using your mouse But you can walk in any direction you want Um, And I think that's a really cool scheme actually I do enjoy the games that do that Uh, the The other cool thing I want to talk about is that they have this potion system uh, at the beginning of the game, you get F1 to F12 is allotted to different potions that you can pick up in the game. Now, you won't know what the potion does until you use the potion. So, for example, there is one potion oh, in there that will... Uh, yeah, so like you pick up a potion and it'll just say like a white potion. And you say, okay, what does this white potion do? The only way that you can work out what they do is by drinking the potion. So, for example, if you drink the white potion and it's poison, you will become poisoned. And then down the bottom, instead of saying white, it will say poison. So is that randomly generated as well, every game? I'm not sure about that, but it it could be. It is? It is. That's cool. So every time you get in there, the white potion might not be poison, it might be the orange potion? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's all random. So, um... Yeah, so some potions might heal you and some potions might, you know, yeah, hurt you. So, well, y- it's up to you to to work that out by actually taking the step and drinking them in a yeah. sense.
2: Well, I know Lucas has played the game or an earlier version of the game and he's got some interesting uh information about the origins of Labyrinthica. Lucas, I
3: do.
1: Yeah.
2: Would well, you uh, say it was uh, from someone in the uh, Wolffire
3: community or something like that? Yeah, it's, it's it's from someone in the Wolffire community, that's right. And he posted the game on um, the Wolffire forums and asked people to try it out, and I did. And I gave, gave some feedback and stuff like that. And then later later on, a couple of days ago now, he, yeah, he wanted me to try the game again. And I told him he should put it up on ModDB also, so... So he did that. Awesome.
4: Spreading and The word. rest is history.
2: And the rest is history. And now, and now, since it made
0: a good release post, now it's on the front page and it's in the headlines. Oh, he he didn't actually make a good release post. Oh, okay. I had to <laughs> kind of help him out there. But the reason well, I, I mean, helped him out is because yeah. I played it and I was like, "Damn, this game's good." Yeah. So I'm going to spruce up his release post, you right. know, because I think it deserves to be on the front page. Even if you didn't put that much effort in, so you know, sometimes we'll do that for you guys, but a lot of the times we will just, you know, help you spruce it up if it's if the work's already there. So you need to start putting in effort into the release posts. More teams come on, talking to everyone here, <laughs> but um. It's definitely something every I reckon everyone should pick up. It it needs a bit more polish as far as like, uh, you know, uh, the inventory system needs a bit more work. Um, the sounds in the game there's only really like three sounds. You know, you got your there's only three types. Sorry, you've got your music, you've got your uh, your hitting sound, and you've got the sound the enemies make when they get hit. So it needs some sounds to split that up, and it needs some different music. I mean, there's two tracks. I mean, there's the boss music and then there's the normal music, so... It definitely needs a bit more of that. Um, But as far as how the game looks, I think it looks great. I mean, it's got this cutesy sort of look to it. But it's also very lethal. Like, I remember playing it, um, there's these monsters that can fly above the Labyrinth. So, you'll be walking around and they'll be, like, flying over bits you can't walk on. And... (laughs) they were seriously the bane of my existence like i was just like god damn it stop flying over the freaking trees so i can hit you (laughs) you know because it's a melee based game so you have to be next to the monsters in order to hit them and it was just oh yeah (laughs) you know what i'm talking about don't you lucas did you play up to that point
3: yeah I, i did so it's
2: so did you play all the way to level 10
0: or yeah i did yep played the boss beat him oh cool it was very interesting yeah, definitely worth everyone to download. It's not that big. It's like twenty seven megs or something. So, it, it'll definitely last you a while. So it's not like it's a quick game to finish, but it's not like it's long either. It's just right in that nice slot of attention span time that you <laughs> before most you people move on play. To something
1: else.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Cool. Yeah, but um, it yeah, it just needs more depth. It needs more objectives. It needs more sounds it needs more polish but other than that the gameplay and you know the concept of it is awesome cool dungeon crawlers are awesome so if you're looking for a a
2: quick hit for a dungeon crawler then check out labyrinthic yeah yeah that's right
0: and uh that's it for the recall section this week let's uh let's move on to the hype section shall we (laughs) yes we shall Yes, yes, we shall. No, yeah. Whoa. What What was that? <laughs> no, uh, okay.
2: Oh, yeah. I did not know, so know what that was. Uh, uh, okay. No idea.
4: Uh, no out. idea. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, hype section. Uh, first thing that we have is a Light Spire update.
0: Yeah. Um, what can I say about Light Spire? Like, just god damn it looks good like (laughs) yeah it does look good they're doing some good stuff with grasses i'm telling you well
2: i mean uh, the thing behind this team is that they're totally going not just for mod status but for you know full commercial status as a retail game and it, it shows it shows in you know their their work and uh the their initiative that they're putting across here uh and you know they have they've had uh, an interview in Edge magazine uh just based off of their artwork and stuff like that and there has been i mean they've been met with some skepticism on Mod db but uh you know they've managed to secure and uh secure a evaluative uh, cry engine license which means mm-hmm. that you know they have full access to the to the engine and uh you know some of the source code and stuff like that um to make their game um and you know, pending pending the development of it, um, they can release it retail. Uh, but um, you know, it's it's pretty amazing what they've done so far, and uh, the screenshots. Even though they haven't shown any gameplay, they've shown snippets of like tech demos of dragons flying and, and fire-breathing dragons and stuff like that. What, which while impressive, And
0: guys running over mountains in large numbers and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, I. It, we still have to see what kind
2: of gameplay is going to come out of this, but whatever it is, I'm sure it's just going to look
0: amazing. Definitely. There's, there's something to be said about the Crysis engine and how, just how amazing it looks and stills, you know? Yeah. So they're, they're definitely really, really working the engine. You know, to take it out of a lush green environment and it's, make it still look amazing, that's that's pretty good yeah, work. Yeah, all, the, you know, all the
2: art in the screenshots is totally new, so... Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, uh... like... go ahead, well, Peter. I really you, you, I really like on. it
4: because okay. I really like <laughs> it because it's uh looks technically good, really good. And also it's uh stylistically unique. I mean it's not just generic fantasy looking, they have their own look to it and just the colors and the designs and textures all look very good just from an artistic standpoint. So I'm looking forward to see what they have. In store for us. Yeah, that's yeah, another
2: thing. The color pla- the color palette and the lighting uh, has drastically changed. I mean, if you look at the comparison shot uh, in their latest update, March from September, I mean, they've it looks a lot more uh, contrasted.
3: Yeah, it's looking really good, and if the gameplay is anywhere close to the way the the game looks, it's gonna be totally awesome. Yeah, that's all I can say. Absolutely,
2: I mean, like, who doesn't want to go toe to toe with the dragon and like bring it down?
0: Dude, uh, I'm gonna stab that bloody thing in the neck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I just want to do that. Like, the game makes me want to stab dragons in the neck. <laughs> that's, that's great. Like, I don't say that very often. That's great. So. So you're the exact type of person that shouldn't play Nevermore.
2: <laughs> 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 uh. Anyways, uh, moving on. What was that, <laughs> Mr. Teddy?
1: No. Yeah. Moving on, we have... Moving
0: on up next... I, I, I want
2: to do the hype yeah. section. I want I to do this. Let me do this.
1: All right. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, <laughs> moving on, we yeah. have The
2: Ball, uh, which actually released media from, from their new uh, episode, I guess you could call it. Uh That's, Gorillas. Been, that's going to be released, and uh, they actually released a release date as well, which is May 7th. Um, so this one appears to have, I guess, uh, a little bit more combat in it. Um, while the first two chapters were just uh, mainly puzzle solving and getting around, I'm really looking forward to this. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the ball, and of course, it was edit, uh, nominated for best single-player mod for editor's choice. Really like what they're doing with, you know, it, it's one of those mods that's uh, kind of just iterating on on their knowledge and uh, and uh, what they've done right so far, and just slowly adding new things in and doing it in a really polished way, which is, I think, you know, what you know, a lot of other mods should be doing um but but yeah so i i admire them for both you know their their achievement in in releasing and and kind of the way that they're developing it um but yeah this one as dave said will feature large gorillas, gorillas. that are
4: yeah. half zombie gorillas half
2: yeah <laughs> they're decaying and uh various bits of fur and skin have been removed so Looks interesting. That would
0: be the worst zombie to ever fight, I think. A zombie group, yeah. honestly. Yeah, man. They're, they're naturally powerful, so when they're undead, they're just going to be like gods. They're going to be unstoppable.
4: What about zombie dragons? So. Ooh, shit. <laughs> there you go.
0: Damn. <laughs> but can a zombie dragon breathe fire? Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to Send ask one. Send in your answers today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what do you
2: guys think about uh the ball just in general?
0: Well, um I've always been impressed by the ball, but looking at these screenshots they actually have like uh what seems to be waterfalls too, which I think is going to be really cool.
3: Yeah, they have waterfalls.
0: So um moving water in in a game has always been like if people can pull it off, you know, there's something amazing about that team because Water has just been one of those natural elements Games have never been able to do justice to I mean, you can do still water fine But moving water is a completely different Weird an here Thing, you know, so What? Yeah <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Moving water is a completely different bucket of bolts But then I realized that didn't make sense So I just left it and put something else in there instead So Moving water is tough It's tough. There you go. I dumbed it down. It's tough. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) So aside from the moving moving water, what do you think about the ball series just in general? Uh, Lucas Uh, or Peter? In
0: general, I think they're doing really good things. It it kind of is like the portal for the Unreal Engine, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they've kind of got their their really interesting puzzle-based game now, and I think it's going to be awesome what they can do with Mm it. You know, so... There's there's so many applications for a moving ball puzzle. Oh well, yeah, it's just like physics gameplay, based puzzles. So. But I mean they're taking yeah. that one application
2: and just kind of like you know doing variations on a theme. And I think that's that's you know, you look at a lot of the smaller indies that have done that and I mean like even at World World of Goo and some of the other uh celebrated indies and uh it is just taking that one thing and it's like, okay, what what exploring all the the possibilities that you can with it?
0: And I think that's what being in India is all about. Yeah. Taking those, Peter, so. Lucas. Any thoughts? I,
3: th- I think the game looks. I haven't played the game because I don't have Unreal Tournament Three, but uh, the game looks. For oh, shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the game looks good. I mean, the gorilla is awesome, and uh, all the levels are looking cool, and I, I liked the gameplay from earlier from before the mod of the year uh, awards so I think it would be a great mod to play and yeah I'm going to play it if I ever get on Real Tournament 3
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking screen- at one
0: of these screenshots right here Just, sorry to interrupt there Peter but looking at one of these screenshots um, there's a bit more information about the level It's uh, I'm looking at the second city of gold um, they've actually uh, implemented what seems to be a boss fight mechanics so it might not be that these are just random enemies you have to kill with the ball these might be like you know actual the gorilla might be an actual boss that you fight in a boss fight so i think that'll be really interesting i mean that's what i think combat needs to be in this game it doesn't need to be like you know oh, here's a random gorilla try to kill it you know it's going to be like well no there is some there's is, is some
2: story to the game and uh yeah and there are going to be mummies as well as this gorilla so Oh, there you go! I didn't know that. If you read the post, it would uh, it would explain all that. <laughs> I did read the post. <laughs> so, Peter, what were you gonna say?
4: Well, I was just gonna say that I basically bought Unreal Tournament three for the ball uh, after I saw it last awesome. year because I just hadn't I hadn't seen it nice before and I saw this. And it looks great, and I haven't actually played a lot of it yet, but uh, I have installed it and played around with it a little bit, and uh, I really like it. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Looks great.
2: Yeah, well, each episode will keep you busy for, you know, I guess at max maybe like an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, they said they got yeah. 4 hours of gameplay when they release this. So. Yeah.
2: So, um so I mean Yeah, so I, if you wait till like this one releases, then you'll have a good chunk to sit down with and explore. And, you know, I think I, I just like playing through it that uh, i'll probably play through the whole thing again when it releases on uh, may 7th just play it from start to finish just to get kind of get a sense of the story and they are including more of uh, more of a story element in in this part so some of the vistas in the game even though it's like underground it's like this this weird underground uh, area that has like all these temples i don't think it's underground but it's got like volcanoes and stuff and it's just really the atmosphere that they created for the game is is really well really well done. Hmm. So, definitely. So that's the ball. Um up next is Boiling What is Boiling? Boiling is a Max pain 2 mod. Oh yeah, of course this is I forgot about this this mod. This is actually <laughs> done by uh the guy who created the second part for Seventh Serpent, uh Clem Corwin, he finished up and released that. Um but this is another mod called Boiling, and uh, you know, basically uh, another short uh, noir mod. Which I mean, Max Payne Two itself is, was a, a noir style game. Um, mm. But uh, it's got a very short synopsis here. I guess it's just you know another. It's a tale of violence, justice, and love—a cinematic experience. So I mean, it's very much going to follow the the routine that I think uh, the Max Payne series has set. And, but the, the one thing is... Kill
0: room after kill room sort of thing? Yeah, but you know it's got a really
2: uh, dark noir story to it, um, to mm. fill, in, fill in the, the cutscene sequences. And it says it's, it's going to be a uh, cinematic experience, so looking forward to that. Uh, the architecture for some of the levels, if you look at the screenshots, is really amazing. I mean, Max Payne 2 is... is so,
0: hang on, just a sec, Ryan, you've worked with Max Payne. The engine, Max right? pain, the Max, Max Payne F- two engine, the Max FX um,
2: engine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, how hard is it to get detailed architectural things in there? I mean, are, are we looking at just textures with the alpha channels, or is it more than that? Like, is it like actual like holes in texture? Uh, um, sorry, holes in models and stuff like that, or is it just like a plane with the texture on top? I mean, what are we looking at here?
2: Well if you look at the screenshots I mean you can see the detail in mm. the architecture and that's not just I mean like the all textures. these uh, I don't understand what you're asking like obviously they're I the mean I'm looking are-
0: at this uh the I'm looking at this boiling picture right here and it's got uh some cross wire wood um like crossing interlaced wood uh, up the top there and I'm just wondering if stuff like that is actual texture work or is that like actual model um well from
2: that from that point of view i think you know that stuff i'm not a level builder myself but uh, some mm. of that stuff would be models and some of that stuff would would just be textures i can't tell from the the lattice up top if that is either yeah but yeah that's have, what i mean so it does I, have, I i you know, think the, the grapevines in there which would be yeah which would be other planes with textures uh, strewn across them but um no i mean from from what i heard from the level designers uh, a large part of it was uh, the lighting the lighting system in Max FX was really primitive and uh you know to get good results you really had to go in there and uh alter bake it Well yeah you had to fake it but you had to paint in stuff and it was like a, a tedious no, process I said bake it tedious yeah. process uh well it, it does some of it for you but then you have to take the the actual lighting file into Photoshop and kind of uh um, alter it a lot just to get the just the right uh uh oh,
0: okay. results
2: but um, I mean, no, something something like this uh, looks amazing for the Max Payne 2 engine, and it's great to see that you know some people are still making uh, modifications for it. I know Clem has been working
0: with with Max Payne 2 for a long time now, and uh, is that um, do you think he's only still working with this because he uh, he knows the engine really well, or is it? Is he just like the engine? or? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's just something that he's been working with and something that he knows, and uh, so so that's why he's doing it. But I think it's it's great. I mean, there's still a lot of potential for, for that type of gameplay and that type of game. Even though it's a really old hmm. engine, getting the results like this do take a lot of work. Um, since, you know, you're working... I mean, <laughs> you have to use, like, older version of Max and stuff just to, like, work with animations and stuff like that, so... Really? Yeah. Oh wow, you that'd can't be even, you that'd can't be even horrible. The new of Max, <laughs> so, um, yeah, there are challenges presented in in developing for Max Payne Two, but it's good to see that people are still making stuff for it.
0: And uh, because it's an easy game to install mods for. Uh, oh yeah, it's awesome. Know, the modding system for it is is pretty cool. Yeah.
2: It makes it really simple for people to pick up and
0: play a mod. I mean, do you know anything special about boiling? I mean. You know the guy, so um, you know no, I haven't actually heard of about stuff? this
2: until it was posted on my DB, and then oh.
0: just boom, you're
2: out of the loop, Ryan. You're I am, out of, I am out of the loop, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I know Corwin and his attention to uh, detail, his level of quality, so yep. I'm not expecting uh, not expecting this to be uh, anything less than spectacular. So, with that, I think we'll move on. Unless you guys have yep. anything to say about Max Payne 2, did you guys ever play any mods for Max Payne 2, Peter? Or
4: Lucas? No. 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 Not.
0: <laughs> All right. One of those games that I think a lot of people missed modding for. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It was like well, a, a huge like
2: sub community for it, but then uh, you know it's kind of non-existent now. But.
0: Well. It's kind of similar to what happened to Deus Ex, I suppose. Yeah. It's not one of yeah. those
4: games you'd think of. It being very moddable or having a lot of mods. No, it doesn't seem like, like it does. General, it, but
2: yeah, there was quite a few. I guess as most third-person action games, you kind of ex- expect them to be uh, just almost like a console port, and you don't expect anything in terms of moddability for them.
0: Well, Jedi Knight, San Andreas. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Something
0: right.
1: like that, you know. Like, proven, yeah. yeah. It's just oh, I think I think a lot of people, <laughs>
2: a lot of people associate Max Payne and Max Payne Two with console releases, and whereas you know they, I they don't
0: really well, like uh, from a lot of people yeah. that I
2: talk to, they they do like oh yeah I played Max really? Payne, and it was on, on PlayStation Two and, and stuff like that. I'm like yeah, well, dude, I, I never, the never even first realized game, it was on PlayStation Two. The first game was originally developed for PC and it was done by you know Remedy and they did it like out of their garage and. You know, it was in development for, like, who knows how long, something like five years or longer than that, even. Um, and, you know, at the time, it was like one of those games that, you know, it came out and it's like, oh, you have to have a beast of a computer to run it. I mean, you look at Max really? 1 now and you're like, oh, wow. But,
0: um, I just, I'm just remembering Max Payne's like glued on player model face yeah, where he's exactly. like, <laughs> just because it, it went to slow motion and everything like that,
2: and the bullets yeah. were actually modeled. They weren't just like you know, um, like in Half Life where it's just an effect and then the bullet is just imaginary. It hits its target, right? Um, yeah. The actual bullets were modeled in in the Max Payne games, so when you slow down in slow motion, you can actually see them zooming by just for that That's effect. excessive <laughs> but but, I understand why they had to do yeah. it yeah but uh, yeah so it was originally developed for PC and, uh, and they included
3: modding support for it yeah I didn't even know it was it came out on the consoles at all
0: yeah neither did I like that's that's why it's weird for me that, oh, really? that people would think Max Payne is like a console game because for me it's like PC and that's all it's ever been you know it's so yeah,
2: weird Crazy. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Must be just certain communities of people. Mm-hmm. You know, like
4: weirdos.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, weirdos. that's what I reckon. <laughs> <People> like- <laughs> and
2: then, and then there's like console gamers, like modders, weirdos. Hmm. What are these guys? What are these guys doing? games, they make games. Come yeah, on, you're I'm supposed to play them. Weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. So uh. what do we got next? We got X32i, um, which is a crisis mod. Nope, not anymore. Oh
0: wait, I'm thinking yeah. that they they went from Crisis, they went to another engine, and then they came back to Crisis to do a completely different game. It's not like the X32I that was released a while ago. It's the same uh, same universe, but oh it's sorry, not the
2: it's X32I Redemption.
0: Yeah, <sighs> but it's still on Crisis. This one's on Crisis, but they they they've kind of been switching between the two. So between a different engine and this one so yeah. See, I'm glad they're back to Crisis because well, the other one I mean to, the, yeah. the original X32i Crisis was
2: kind of like you know on the ground very, and you know it's yeah. very
0: it was very much you know
2: uh, infantry combat type of mod and now this one seems to be kind of space combat sim flat sim f- yeah Flight simulator type game like Free Space 2 they they said it's going to be similar to Free Space doing types of gameplay While inspired by fleet battles in both Free Space 2 and Battlestar, which is interesting. So, I mean, now this is a totally different thing. Um, In my experience, when when I see mod teams kind of flip-flop between engines here, it really does... um, It doesn't benefit mod teams, and I think the public perception of the mod kind of goes down a bit, because, you know, Mm. they think, you know, okay, well, these guys, they can't seem to get their act together, they can't make a decision of what they want to do. Um, you know, the so, original so,
0: X32i, though... What were you
2: going to say? <laughs> Go
0: ahead. Well, the the original X32i was coming along very well, actually. I remember seeing a lot of really cool videos and playing the original was, like, really cool, and they had very... It wasn't amazing, but they had some pretty decent voice acting going on in stories, so mm-hmm. I don't understand why they would have to change, because the first one had, like, uh you know, really cool dialogue trees and stuff like that in there, and I think they're doing great things with the Crosses engine, but then all of a sudden they just kind of went, no, nah, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah, well, so, that's, hmm. that's kind
2: of weird, and, and, you know, probably there's some drama behind the scenes there, but, you know, yeah. but, but when, when you see this from, from the outside and you see people, like, flip-flopping between engines, it, it just, for me at least, I think it lowers my expectations for the mod because, you know, these people can't, you know, they can't get together and make a decision and stick with it, um, so you wonder about how much work is lost in the in the transferring uh, between engines, and if no. Is this actually if, the and, same? Well, let team me finish. Right? Let me finish. If the no work was lost in the transfer between engines, then you have to wonder. It's like okay, so if all that time was just spent making decision, you know, how long is it gonna take for them to ramp up into you know uh, some significant production? But. I agree. Um, mm-hmm. But so, so, I mean, and that's the case with a lot of mods, not just mods like like this one um but it seems to take a totally different direction, so I think that that confuses again it confuses its identity for a lot of uh a lot of people on ModDB. d b like people who have played the first release, and all of a sudden, they're seeing all this space combat, they'll be like, mm, "Well, this doesn't look like the thirty two x i that I know, so hmm. I don't know, what are, you, what are you guys' thoughts?
3: I think that uh, their choice of the Cry Engine making a space game, it just feels right somehow. I don't know why, really, but it feels like. I mean, a good they choice. can do some
0: pretty impressive vistas with the Cry Engine, though. Crysis Engine, so.
3: Yeah.
0: I can understand why you're saying that that feels like a good choice, but. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, interested to see what
4: yeah. they do, do with it. Just because there aren't any mods like this out for the CryEngine, and just to see how it handles space. Obviously, it has a huge draw distance, but how it actually handles open space should be interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
3: Because the CryEngine can, they can render so many vertexes and stuff like that. It's a really powerful engine. So, and ships like these usually are pretty advanced, so maybe they can push that part even harder now that they are on an engine like this. So, that that's my hope. That's true.
2: And, uh, but I mean, we have seen. I don't know if they're gonna have space battles, but, uh, uh MechWarrior Living Legends is another mod that uh, I think is playing around with flying ships and, and stuff like that. They've, I've seen, they've had like early test videos with asteroid maps and stuff like that so it's kind of going to be a blend of of space and uh mech combat i guess but this well, one they looks. they do be... have
4: aircraft in that mod right. but i don't right. think there's any dedicated air maps there's one map that has some floating asteroids as part of the background but i'm not sure that that's actually part of the gameplay
2: right interesting well, I'm just making a comparison, so I mean, this right. could be a possible contender to that, or or whatever. But, uh, yeah, mm. I mean, when I see media releases like this, and, and I see a lot of comments, are like, oh, cool, it looks awesome. Yeah, it does look awesome, but I want to see some, some actual gameplay. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, so that's X32i Redemption. Um, leave it up to you, and I guess future media releases to Prove the actual. Uh, see if it, if it is concept. Yeah, see if it mm-hmm. is actually worth uh, watching and and ante- anticipating. Um, so up next we have another interesting mod. Well, wow, some great news posts this week. Let's see the next mod is I. It's an acronym E I E, which actually I I picked up for editor's choice back in 2007 but now it seems these guys went dark for a really long time and now they are releasing as a commercial game it seems Uh, they've redone their platform uh, their profile on ModDB to be an indie game and they've released a new trailer about the game Uh, this is done by a bunch of French developers I've tried to get in touch with them multiple times but I don't know if it's just a language barrier or whatever they've done interviews uh, for French sites, French gaming sites and forums and stuff like that, um, but i haven 't been able to get in contact with them uh, whether or not it 's just because they're f- French speaking and can't uh, understand English or or what i don 't know what the deal is there, but they seem to be pretty secretive in terms of their development, uh, at least from an English speaking side um, but the game does look to be like you know this this comprehensive and unique, uh, first-person, first-person, I think it also has third-person camera in it, but it's like this RPG with, like, squad combat, and it's just really, really kind of like, I don't want to say steampunk, because it's not steampunk at all, it's kind of like a mix of a whole bunch of different styles, but, uh, like, it's, it's like some dystopian, slash with influences of medieval armor and stuff like that uh kind of civilization so
0: it is kind of steampunk then isn't I
2: it don't wa- i don't i don't want to say steampunk because it's not steampunk mm. steampunk is kind of like well there's no steam. actual steam in this game yeah, <laughs> yeah everything's powered by steam and kind of like retro but this this isn't like that or or it's not and it's right. not really cyberpunk either because I mean, what? Just something has to be set in the future to be cyberpunk? No, that all doesn't right. work that it's way. It's punk then. It's it's. I punk. don't think it's punk, punk it. at all. It's it's <laughs> just kind of like you know dystopia with like I don't know medieval weird medieval influences. Um,
3: it's i-punk, but it's i-punk. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it's it's got a lot of like. It seems like they've done a lot of work on the engine. Uh, on the source engine to bring about all these unique features, um, which, you know, nobody really knows the extent of Which, which I mean, if we have any French speakers on DB that can translate any of those interviews that they've linked to in their post, uh, that would be awesome. But um, th- the problem with this game, I think, is they, they showcase the trailer on game trailers, and a lot of people were like, eh, kind of... Um, waffling Dude, on Dude game trailers no, 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 is always no, no, like no, hear me out hear me out compared i mean when you're watching all these trailers and game trailers and they're compared to you know other AAA games i mean this doesn't look you know utterly fantastic against it um, and so people that are only kind of looking beneath that first layer are are kind of going to get something out of it but uh, i mean from that from that aspect i think that uh, i does look a little bit I mean, it's been in development for such a long time, and uh, it, it looks like you know some of the the architecture and some of the levels is a bit rough.
0: So you're saying it's going to have the stalker problem where it's been in development so long it's kind of passed it's, it's yeah, due I mean, date, yeah, it, it, sort of.
2: It seems to me like that. I mean, for an indie game, it's going to be an incredible accomplishment if they do pull it off and it you know it delivers on all the features they want, but uh, you know it just seems to have aged a lot more. Than, you know when they first revealed it so and it and just it's showing its age a lot more so I don't know mm-hmm. what do you guys think
3: I think I think the psi powers are awesome that's what I think <laughs> I saw the um, trailer where they explode and, uh, into
2: pink mist <laughs>
3: yeah kind of stuff like that and I'm really into like overpowered stuff that's fun He's, like, jumping down from a very high platform onto a very much lower platform and, like, shooting people, and it looks, like, totally awesome. Yeah, that's all I have to say about that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it looks totally awesome. But, yeah, I mean, they're yeah. they're planning to incorporate melee combat with FPS elements, and you can kind of mix the two, and, and there's yeah, you can control squads and... There's going to be like leveling up, so there's RPG elements in there. So I mean, it's got a bit of everything, and you know, it's. I mean, the 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 concept of it is pretty good, but it's just, it it does look a little bit old. Um, it looks like something that would have looked great a couple of years ago, but now it's just, yeah. it's a it's a little like some of the weapons and the architecture. Look, you can see the hard edges, a lot of hard edges on a lot of everything. So,
4: some blurry textures. Yeah.
2: Peter, what do you think? Well,
4: well, I don't know if you're a big
2: Source uh, fan at all, but...
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, I am. And for a Source game, it looks pretty good. Um, Personally, I'd like to see a demo before I put down any kind of money for it, just to see how it plays, because I've heard nothing about it until I saw the trailer. So right. it kind of came out of nowhere for me. So I'd like to know how it plays before I pay anything to play Right. it. I'd be willing to give it a chance. Yeah.
2: So I mean, yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, like, what do you guys think about about the look of it? Does it does it, does it look alright or?
0: Well, personally, I'm not much of a person that enjoys games just for graphics. Right. So I'm willing to give it a go, regardless of what it looks like. You know. Like I, I'm perfectly fine playing anything. Like regardless of.
3: So I mean, you're saying it looks like crap?
0: Overall fidelity. No, I'm saying it doesn't matter to me. You know, it's not a big. It's not like a selling point. Like if the, if the if the gameplay is amazing and the graphics look, you know, just, you know, over just a little bit of what's you know normal nowadays, then, you know, whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I but, mean, but I'm looking at
2: this from like a commercial aspect rather than just having it. Am my... I mean, before for a mod. It looks amazing, and it still mm. does look amazing for all it's doing. Um, if it was still class as a mod, but now that they've kind of moved into the commercial realm and planning to sell this as a full-fledged game, I mean, for the feature list that is in this game, um, not including like not not even taking the graphics to account for the feature list that 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 is in this game, and if this if they're planning for you know feature-length quality, I mean, if this game is going to be eight to ten hours. Would you want to be spending, you know, fifty, sixty dollars American for this game, like a full-priced AAA title?
1: That's a good know, see? question. See,
2: when I mm. pose it like that, now, now you're, now all of a sudden you're thinking about, but in a well, whole they're, different way. they're light.
0: not. That means they're not indie. I mean, no, if, no, no. If it means indie,
2: go- Just because they're priced like a triple, so what? If you're indie, you have to, you have to discount your title because you're an indie studio, no, so you shouldn't I'm get that much like,
0: money. To me, like if they're asking for that much money, you know, to me it it doesn't come across as indie, like you know what I mean. Like I'm more willing to to throw down thirty bucks than I am sixty, definitely. Like um, regardless of whatever the game is, like if I see a game that's sixty bucks and I see a game that's similar but different for half the price, I'll pick up the half price one, you know. So. Uh, it's a it's a tough choice. I mean that much. That's a lot of money, man. That's like, that's a lot of money.
2: Well, that's exactly for me. what I'm saying. So I mean, so. you know, if if they're charging, uh, you know, maybe maybe not top tier, but you know, forty fifty dollars for this game, which I mean, th- if they del- to, to deliver on all those features, I think would be worth it. But
0: would you pay that much? That's still when... like eighty dollars. over Yeah, I know. Here but I'm saying, would you, you pay that idea? much?
2: Or why wouldn't you pay that much? Is it because of the graphics? Is that the defining factor there? Or what is it?
0: Well, I would have to see. But a lot of the times it's, um, am I going to sit down and play it and go, you know what? I'm glad I paid 80 bucks for this regardless of how it plays or how it looks you know and that's that's the important thing like right right well
2: before like you're saying hold on hold on a
0: second before you're saying
2: mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter how a game looks you just want to know how it plays out and and if it plays yeah. fine then you don't care you know you're willing to put money down for it so you know from what you see in the game and what information you can glean it's going to have you know uh <laughs> RPG combat. I'm kinda of backing him to a corner here and making him defend his words. Yeah. But I'm saying it's gonna have RPG combat, you know, melee, uh it's what what else is it gonna have? Oh yeah, it's gonna have like magic powers, side powers and stuff like that. It's, if it's gonna deliver on all of that and, you know, give you a length that's comparable to triple A title, would you put money down for it? Looking the way it does now.
0: Is it open ended? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it it looks to be open
0: ended. It,
1: it's, <laughs> it's taking it's taking its <laughs> main
2: sources of ins- inspiration. It says in the post are Syndicate Wars, yeah, Deus Ex, Diablo Two, Warhammer Forty K, Diablo Two. So I mean, Deus Ex is very open ended.
0: Deus Ex and Diablo Two are like two of my top games, oh, but like they're they're only good because they're they're them. They're not everything mixed together in a in mm-hmm. a. You know, concoction of games. You know, like see, see. (laughs) The only reason I would uh, say I'm going to throw down money for this is because I thought it was going to be sold at an indie game rate. You Ah, know, like thirty bucks. So So. you
2: know, that's that's interesting because I mean, you know, a lot of people when they think indie, they think cheap, which you know, I don't think necessarily has to be the
0: point. If it's an indie game, but you know, developed in you know,
2: you know, in a triple A tier, then. you should it kind expect of means the same it's not price. indie
0: if it's if it's being developed as a triple a game
1: right? yeah well, yes no, I mean, that's
0: that's that's the
1: yes state of mind that i'm in mean. no 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 like, yes
2: it does because i mean it's it, they're free from the ties of publishers or something you know they own their actual ip and they and they're doing it maybe they're a small studio i mean you look at Xenoclash clash and that's got graphics of a triple a title yet yeah, it's still indie would you call that commercial it's it's only indie because it's priced cheaper that doesn't make any sense at all
3: and what about
1: overgrowth well, yeah, really. Uh, what were you well, we saying, Well, oh.
4: Well, the thing with indie titles is because they're independent, they're not going to have the kind of financial backing that a AAA game studio is going to have. Really? And so there is going to be some amount of sacrifice to quality just because they don't have the resources available. And so in order to entice people, if you will, to, to buy this title that's going to ha- fall short a few features or a few see items in the graphics, uh, they usually have to price it down a little lower just to get people's interest. So I think... Yeah,
2: that's true. It's, it's part of the marketing plan. To,
4: yeah, so I think for an indie title to price at full price would be not a good idea because then people are going to... People tend to look at superficial things and they're going to compare Okay, it. well, so,
0: I can understand where you're coming from, Peter, but like, isn't it mostly like... Um, for example if valve was a new new like no one had ever heard of valve before and then they just came out with this game left for dead you know just randomly would you would at first glance would you say that that's worth 120 aud which is you know the same price as what you normally pay for a brand new game over in australia
4: uh, well, i personally say no, because... Uh, exactly, because amazing. like I it's think, an unknown... Well,
0: I
2: mean, this, I think Leopard is a bit of a sore point for me, because I think I originally mm. too much for Leopard Dead anyways.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah, well, about I, it. yeah it seems I'm overpriced now to there. me, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know
0: what I mean? Like, so if if you were to... Like the the thing for me is like these guys are just this is their first thing and they're expecting people to pay top dollar. Well, no, no, for no, no, This no, no. not. Thing, not you know, get that I mean? wrong.
2: I was just hypothetically po- posing a situation to you. I'm not. I'm not saying oh, that okay, they're gonna but...
0: they're gonna charge fifty or sixty dollars for the game. I'm just. Well, okay, for me, for me, Ryan, I would pay. You know, I would pay sixty bucks. For overgrowth mainly because I've known I know what these guys are capable of and I've seen what they've done before, you know. Really, you've been and I've played what they've done
1: before.
0: Yeah, I would. All right, uh, let's Australia. get John on the line. We'll we'll get you to do that. Not too many green out.
2: <laughs> awesome.
0: Yeah, but um, you know what I mean. Like it's it's more like I'm more secure for paying something from the overgrowth from the Wolfire team because I know that the money is going to the to the right places because these guys have put in a lot of work and I've seen what they've done before and it's almost like right. an investment right. almost okay. you know so, so, uh, so for me like yeah, investing well, kind of the their money because they have the credentials
2: exactly. behind it and you know
0: uh, exactly Dave's you know they can they can sell a game like a Valve can sell a game for 120 AUD because they're Valve right. you know right. They could they could sell the TF2 updates, but they're not because they're Valve. You know, it's just it's shit like that. Yeah. You know, that's that's what really makes money for for Valve well, I, and stuff. I, like if Valve was to release a new IP today, like right now, would you buy it because it's like yeah. a Valve IP? Right. Exactly. Right. Okay. See what I mean. Like- so,
2: but but getting back to I and and it's visuals and stuff like that. I mean, it seems to be a very ambitious game. So but i i'm just saying that it does seem a little bit aged so i don't know i don't know for me it seems like it's going to be hard to market especially you know if they're if they're a french game and stuff like that they really need to 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 make some noise about their game if they want to do well as an indie title i think
0: you know, the first thing would be to throw it out to all the pr companies and actually get them to you know write about it and stuff that would be the obvious first step but you know, hopefully they do that because yeah. A lot of indie teams forget about that step and yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyways, uh Wow so that was that's exciting our discussion about I <laughs> and pricing on indie games. Um next up is Resistance and Liberation. Which has updates for what, new maps,
1: new well, models. Few,
0: they're going to be talking they're going to be releasing a new patch soon, but uh this is basically um They've got uh, a new PR rep, and this is the first of many new uh, Resistance and Liberations updates because, you know, they never had someone doing PR before. So, you know, now they've got someone doing PR, they can actually show what they're doing, and uh, it looks like they're working on a lot of maps and then working on uh, the models and whatnot. You know, just progressing, but this is the first time they've actually done, like, a progressing update. Oh, cool. You know, so, yeah. So this is this is their uh, first line of pr attack i guess really cool they're just starting that up and that's good it's actually looking really good and Re- resistance and liberation has always looked good to me you know they've always done good things with the half-life 2 engine so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what can i say about it i mean if you haven't played resistance and liberation now you should probably test it out even if the servers aren't for you know just have a go and see what the whole fuss is about because it is Interesting, yeah, the way that they well they're transferring over the, to Orange the Box and,
2: and getting all those features up and running. It still was, you know, a little bit yep. buggy, um, for in the versions that I've played. Um, but you know, again for me, it's like I play Day of Defeat a hell of a lot, and this kind of seems to be like you know the new Day of Defeat that'll be coming up um, if mm-hmm. it, if it you know does uh, come to fruition on all its promises. But uh, I don't know I kind of think, for me personally, I'm kind of tired out on uh, you know World War II shooters. And I think I everyone over. in the whole world. No, I tied don't think so. I world don't War think War so. Shooters. I think you know there's still some people out there that that do like that kind of thing. And uh, it's just I played Dave Defeat so much that a lot of this would kind of be retreading, even though it doesn't in- introduce some new unique elements. Um, you know, but uh if if other people are out there and miss the whole Day of Defeat era, then I think this could usher in a new era of <laughs> World War Two <II>, uh <laughs> shooters. World War Two <laughs> again. <Yeah. laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> but uh you know, I, it does look good and it does play well and does, you know, cater to, you know, a really good uh, realistic aspect. So Lucas, you might like this if you missed out on Day of Defeat. But um, for me, it, like I I don't get
3: overly excited about it. I was pretty hyped about this game before it was released. And uh, being a mod and all, I think, even though it was a bit buggy, it lived up to my expectations. And uh, it kind of feels like Red Orchestra, but on the Source engine. Yeah, yeah it does It again. does kind of
2: feel like that, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. So, yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, it's... Hmm. It looks good and it plays awesome. I really like just moving your gun around. It's, it seems like fun. And uh, yeah, the way they have implemented the aiming system like you have several levels of aiming. You know, you like press the aim button once and you just hold up the rifle a little bit and then you press again to really aim down the iron sights and uh, stuff yeah. like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do like the, the way how you can move the, the actual weapon model around. Um a lot. Just yeah, the nice in... emergent aspect. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, so I mean there is a lot I like about the mod, but it's just really like it has to has to have like a really build up a really big community and, you know, just come a lot farther in terms of development progress for me to actually get excited about it. But, uh, you know, I mean, the points that you bring up, it's like, you know, like, oh, yeah, it does have that feature. It does have that feature. Well, you know, I guess if this mod gets a little bit more traction behind it, then I could get into it. But for me right now, when I'm just seeing these development updates, it's just kind of like, it's just like they look beautiful and everything. But I just find myself, you know, hard pressed to get, you know, kind of psyched about this because it's kind of stuff
3: that you've seen before. Have you watched any of the videos, gameplay videos?
2: Uh, Oh yeah, I've watched the gameplay videos. I've I've played like you know a few of the builds as well. So.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'm stupid. Yeah,
2: I've actually played it, and uh, you know I did enjoy it, and I did get into it, but at the same time, you know it's still very much incomplete. Um, So, the jury's still out for me personally on this one. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, Peter, did you have anything to say?
4: Well, it just looks good. And, uh, I had on, played a previous version, and it was... Yeah, I did play <laughs> a previous version, and it was a little buggy, and I generally don't enjoy uh, the more realistic types of games, but I did enjoy this, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good work, guys. Keep going.
2: I remember playing the one map uh, one map on here where you had to like go down a road, and I just crawled all the way up in the trench beside the road, and then... <laughs> And then I just camp out in the bushes and wait for the opposing team to come over their spot and <laughs> just shoot them. Uh, That was you. <laughs> You're boss. <Boston. laughs> uh, nobody could see where I was. I like I was just like it was just my spot. But, well, yeah. you did crawl all the way up there, so yeah. that is your reward. Was, I was a, it was a lot of work to get there. Yeah, it was a nice spot. Okay, mm-hmm. um, so we'll move on to Cassus Belly. Say it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if it's it's Cassius it, so or
2: Cassius Spelly, but uh, I know it's a Latin phrase for something. Um, so this is a mod, another mod for Crisis, and uh, a lot of uh, screenshots, updates. Yeah,
0: it, it's bringing a lot of the Battlefield elements to the Crisis engine, but it's kind of like Battlefield in high fidelity, basically. Cool. That's what they're going for. So. And that's not a bad thing, um, but uh, there's a lot of things the Battlefield Two engine did that I don't think Crisis will be able to do. Right. Uh, the commander system, the voice system, you know, just things like that. So we'll see. I'd like to see how this plays out, though.
3: Yeah, I think they'll they'll come a long way at least.
2: Mm. It's another. It looks another Frenchman mm. as well. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Cool.
0: I mean, the tank battles
2: look great. Yeah, so, some yeah, of the screenshots good. look look awesome. Right, I'm being Mr. Negative, but, like, the first... <laughs> I am being Mr. Uh-oh. Negative on this modcast, but I, the first thing I think when I see this and I see it's going to be a Battlefield-like mod, if, <laughs> if they can't deliver on everything that Battlefield 2 does, plus fix, you know, the major gripes with Battlefield 2 engine... Um, Well, I
0: think uh, they should kind of focus it to be more smaller battles rather than large battles. But, you know, because that's the problem Battlefield 2 had for me. It was just like, hey, I'm going to jump in a server, and everyone's going, I'm going to fly planes. Yeah. You know, it's just random shit. Unless you're jumping into project reality, of course. Yeah. Yeah. um, (laughs) They should kind of focus it on like a push, push, push gameplay like uh you have to get one point before you go to the next point and kind of like do it in linear audio order right and i think that'll kind of work really well for the crisis engine but uh kind of opening it up and go here's a 32 kilometer square radius map go nuts you know like i just can't see that working to be honest i really can't
2: yeah it takes a lot of work to uh force that teamwork
1: yeah
0: and especially without the, uh, the the Commando or the VoIP system, it's going to be tough.
2: Cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The screenshots look good. Yeah. All right, moving on, we'll go to uh, Raindrop. Raindrop is a Half-Life 2 mod, and it's got some amazing uh, level design in it. And this just showcases uh, a small update of some some more level design for the mod uh, and and some updates to previous designs and uh, judging by the comments everybody likes it of course it's, it's you for know source. what
0: I'm still surprised what people can do with the Half-Life 2 engine
2: yeah I mean some of this Honestly, some of this like, stuff almost at looks these like concept like, artwork like, you know it's just like you're like wow yeah. the lighting is so beautiful in it so atmospheric
3: yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: It uh, definitely definitely plays to its strengths, I think. Like, like many so, people are
3: saying, it looks a lot like Stalker. And I agree about that.
0: Yeah, I do too. Yeah. does look like Stalker. Very well, distressed this, look. Yeah, it, it is supposed
2: to be somewhere in Russia, so...
0: There you go. same uh,
2: 58 years have passed since living, bre- living breath was felt in this place. You wake up in an abandoned tunnel... Without even a name, so it's the the typical Ooh. you know amnesia. Main character has amnesia plot, doesn't know what's going maybe on. Maybe
0: just maybe you just don't have a name, dude. <laughs> maybe just some dude without <laughs> a name. Doesn't mean he has amnesia, right? So, like, hi, what's your name? I don't have one.
2: <laughs> but everyone's got a name, man. They're called something. But uh, yeah, it's got it's got kind of, you know, it hasn't revealed too much in the way of story. It's kind of keeping in the dark about that. Um, which I kind of think is good. I like, you know, a lot of mods that, uh, there's a lot of mods that reveal, I think too much in terms of story right away because it's the first thing that they have nailed down. So they're like, here's our story. Um, but this is, this seems oh, to be 28
0: pages of the yeah. script. <laughs> this seems yeah. to be taking a
2: more mysterious, uh, Mysterious road with that But mm. the screenshots look awesome So Yeah they do They've It'll got the be art a joy to them. explore And uh, Go through some of these levels Once it is released Hopefully we can get a preview Raindrop guys if you're listening send us a, you know Hit us up for a preview when you guys are ready Oh um, yeah So up next is The news section That's pretty much it for the hype section That was a pretty long section
0: Wow, that was that was not very very uh, explosive intro to the news section. The news section. You can do the news section, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I like doing the news. The news is fun. So, a few episodes ago, we had this little hint that something might be coming on ModDB. And that something has come. It is the ModDB store. Yay, store. Right, sweet. So now you can buy your ModDB shirts and stuff and support the site and look sexy while doing it so <laughs> definitely uh, check that out We've uh, speaking about shirts we've also released a new competition to do with the store we want you guys to design a shirt which will be sold in the store you will win a copy of your shirt and you will also win $50 for, for good old games um, yeah and that's a lot of games because their games are really cheap. They're like $5 each. And uh, so 50 bucks that's a shit ton of games. Uh, basically, all you got to do is design a t-shirt that uh, revolves around gaming culture or ModDB or modding. Whatever you want to do. Uh, at the moment, we've got some pretty alright entries. Uh, a lot of them are just ModDB shirts. Uh, you can design shirts that aren't related to ModDB, so keep that in mind. Uh, as long as people understand what they are. Some good concepts that we came up with a while ago was uh, you know, insert name here, source um, as a t-shirt. I mean, yeah, but just to give people some ideas of like, you know, jokes that only modders can know and stuff like that, or like I made a zombie mod, you know, just stuff like that. Like like, what I would really like to see is more like uh, really well designed shirts that kind of you know what would be an awesome one?
2: If you take the crowbar. What's that? And everyone would associate yeah. that with, like, you know, half-life. And then you Half go plus, two. and yeah. then you yeah. you uh, put the mod DB wrench in there. And then you put equals, yeah. and then you put, like, the NS skulk. That would be awesome. The NS skulk.
0: Natural, oh, mean selection, natural selection. The skulk. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. the,
2: main, the first main enemy from natural selection. That would be awesome. See something like huh. that? That's just kind of like, it's just a simple equation, but, you know, at a glance. If anyone gets that, you can tell that they're modder.
0: They look at you funny, and then they, they kind of, like, smile, and then you can, like, totally, like, make mods with that. Well, you yeah. it's funny because, you know, I, I actually,
2: <laughs> when I went to PAX last year, I bought a couple of shirts, and one of them was the, yeah. uh, the Fruit Fucker shirt, which is a Fruit Fucker, oh, and God, he's, like, yeah. ready to pounce <laughs> on an orange, right? And I actually wore that to yeah. GC, and so I was at some of the indie parties, and people would just walk up to me out of the blue while
0: I'm in the conversation and be like, excuse me, that shirt rocks. It's awesome, you know? And i will be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. Dude, I totally want a Fruit fucker shirt, too. Like, totally do. Like, as soon as I saw that strip, I was just like, damn, i got to get a shirt of that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's an, it's, a, but, uh, it's an awesome shirt. And, it's, you
2: know, it's a conversation sh- starter. So, so, uh, so yeah. I mean, yeah. So, shirts along those sorts of lines, you know, you'd, at first glance, I mean, <laughs> there's been submissions have been submitted to the web threads that you know they have a paragraph of text on them and it's, it's almost like a, you're <laughs> a walking billboard and we don't want it to be yeah. like that for for mod db where you have to like <laughs> yeah. read everything and
0: uh yeah and it doesn't it there's doesn't look good a, as well uh, as a shirt there's also a shirt submitted which is just a picture of me pink <laughs> I,
2: I, <laughs> I think they think you're flamboyant Why? dave
0: Oh fuck you, Ryan! Why? Why pink? <laughs> Could have been blue, man. Could have been blue. You know? Why pink? Whatever. <laughs> I- I'm done. I'm done. You know? um, so, so no pictures of me. That's a rule. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely, it's it's a good good opportunity to. Uh, you know what? I want to see. I want to see a no katana shirt. Like, that'd be awesome. I would buy that. <laughs> Brian would buy that too. But uh you know he's off working the cows at the moment. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright,
2: so up next we have uh the spotlight for March, which uh, yep. features right. all the great mods that were listed last month.
0: It's actually a pretty Among pretty, the decent mod. Mod. yeah. yeah I mean Fistful
2: so. Frags, Nameless mod, Mars Wars, uh Slipstream. Slipstream, which uh, Peter did an article about, which is our next yep, news which... item. Uh, Peter? <laughs>
0: Segway! Segway! Dude,
2: we're of them today. Um, yeah, I'm really slick yeah. with those. Peter, why don't you tell us about yeah. uh, your your Slipstream impressions article and just kind of basic, basically for anyone that, that hasn't read it or hasn't checked out any Homeworld 2 mods or hasn't checked out Slim, Slipstream itself, just kind of sum it up, give a short synopsis about what the mod is about and whether or not it's worth the price of admission.
4: Well, we're Band- considering it's free. Uh, <laughs> well, but a lot of people yeah, take, it's, take, it's, take
2: the bandwidth into consideration as well.
4: well yeah, that's true. Yeah, because
0: bandwidth is expensive.
4: <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, this was actually kind of a hard one to write because uh, in some ways I felt I was being kind of harsh with it, other ways I was being lenient just because... There seemed to be a lot of potential there. So in that way, I was a little forgiving. And yet a lot of the potential wasn't really uh, expanded upon. And so there I was a little harsh sometimes. And uh, I actually have talked with the, uh, the guy who did most of the work. And uh, he was actually very appreciative of the uh, exposure. And he's since started uh, recruiting because the mod itself basically just added a few ships. Uh, Wasn't a whole lot of new stuff to the basic Homeworld 2 gameplay, and yet there is this backstory that uh, seemed to have a lot more effort put into it than you see in most of these types of mods that would just add a few ships here and there. So there seemed to be some inconsistencies there. And turns out it was basically the mod has uh, drifted from its original focus, and it's just basically the one guy doing the work and so he hasn't been able to do a whole lot with it recently so you know personally I'd say go ahead and play it uh, and just see because it does add some some uh, real cool new capital ships to the game but uh, it's not really a spectacular mod but I think it really does have truly potential to be one if he can get some people so if you have any experience modding in Homeworld 2 or would like to get into that I'd encourage you to go help this guy out cuz I think he uh, could use the help and deserves it
2: Yeah I, I mean I think uh, you know I edited the article and uh, just reading through it I think it was a very balanced opinion and and you did you know point out some criticisms there which is I think is good and as you pointed out when the guy contacted you he was very appreciative of not only the exposure but the tr- critiques that you gave him and kind of, as a result, made him reassess, you know, the mod and, and the direction that he was going in, which, I mean, otherwise, he would have just kind of kept on going the direction he was. So, I mean, we we may not know it, but some of these articles are very important, not only to, to the public, but the developers themselves. It kind of gives them concentrated opinion, because there's a lot of people that play these mods. And, you know, the, the leave comment, yeah, this was cool, thanks. Thanks for putting it together. But, you know, without... Sometimes these articles, you know, you actually have to think a lot about how the mod actually plays and and put a little bit more thought into into uh the mechanics behind it and that results in, you know, more in-depth uh comments and criticisms. And uh sometimes, you know, for the smaller mods like this one, I don't think developers get that a lot of the time. So, you know, you did a good job on the on the article, I think.
4: Yeah, thank you. And uh, there's also some comments on the article itself where people started giving some more detailed feedback, which I think is really great because it's bringing out people who they didn't really comment, I don't think, on the the actual mod itself. And then here they come out with these uh, comments and criticisms that they're starting to discuss. And I think that's, that's something that I really would encourage so it's I don't want to be um known as somebody who just praises the the good mods and trashes the ones that are a little more amateurish. I want to be able to uh, bring out mods that may be a little less uh, well known and try to help them if I can so, but I do have to yeah. be honest so
2: yeah well, I mean no it's it was put together very very well and and just the fact that it's you know stimulating that sort of discussion just is a good thing, so that's cool. So, Slipstream, The Price of Freedom. And I've, you know, I wanted to write an article about that for so long. So, when you actually said that you were reviewing that, I'm like, oh, awesome, awesome. Because I actually wanted yeah, well, to take a look thought, or give it some exposure.
4: Yeah, well, I've been meaning to play it for a while and then I started just started writing articles. It just seemed like the logical thing. And I'm happy that, uh, in the, uh, actually the, the uh, Spotlight mod spotlight. The video used for Slipstream was one that I took for the article, so I'm kind of happy about that. Yeah,
0: well, there's there's no way I'm going to be able to get into that type of game and uh, within like a few days and get footage that I can understand and see that is different. You know, like that's that's the problem with a lot of these games. Like when when Slipstream come out, I can't really get the footage myself, mainly because I don't know all that much what's different from the original. So it's it's always good to have footage of your mod in your profile just for such occasions that i can use them you know and sometimes they're just such low quality that i can't even like physically use
4: or them they at overlay all. So, like yeah.
0: heavy metal over, over top oh <laughs> god
4: yeah well and but like yeah, for yeah. the mid-east crisis 2 all they well, the only video they had up there i think was a trailer or two that was just didn't very well show the gameplay for my article so i ended up yeah. taking video myself and i'll Probably be doing that for all my articles now so
2: that's awesome that's awesome yeah people yeah. really do appreciate I think you know that uh, just showing the gameplay behind it those yeah those mech 2 videos were awesome and I you know I smurf told me that he really liked uh, your article and the work that you did for it so getting a lot of good praise getting a lot of good praise
0: and that's why I paid a wrong.
2: <laughs> 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 so I guess we'll move on to what you've been playing
0: uh, let's Ryan stealing the show. Woo, go Ryan! <laughs>
1: just you just talk, means I can sit you back and relax. Much, yeah, you talk too much. I'm I rest. This is awesome.
0: Anyways, uh,
2: yeah, what you've been you. playing? Let's start off with uh, Lucas first, since he's been quiet for a while.
3: Yeah.
0: Hi, Lucas. Hi, I'm really, you are. I'm really excited to hear about <laughs> uh, the
2: games that uh, Lucas and Peter have been playing, Bird of Prey, uh, just because I yeah. haven't checked them out, but uh, the profiles behind them look uh, look pretty good. So let's start off with Lucas first.
3: Yeah, um, I played uh, four games this week that I'm going to talk about. And uh, the first one is Spelunky. And uh, it's basically a... It looks like Super Mario, kind of. And it plays like Super Mario, the first Super Mario games. It's like pixel graphics and 2D from the side. uh a platformer. And... Uh, yeah, it's uh, ra- it's about random generated caves, and I think the goal is just to get as high of a score as you can. You get score by like, killing... Wait, you get score by getting money. Yeah, that's it. Getting money, and you get that money from, like, using bombs. There are different, different items you can use. You can use bombs to blow up walls, and there might be gold there, and uh, there are gold lying around, and you can find gems and stuff like that. And there are, like, many, many different items. I'm not sure. I haven't even used all of them, and I've played the game, like, 50 times or something. So there are, like, gloves that you can use to grab onto walls so you can climb, and uh, there's a parachute so you won't take fall damage and uh, all kinds of different stuff. And
0: So it's almost like lemmings, then, almost, it kind of sounds like? Nah,
3: no, not at all, actually. It's because you're a single you're you're only yourself so to speak so you're not controlling anyone so it's like a
2: platform it's a platformer with a ton of items
3: yeah and and the and the levels all are randomly generated uh, to an extent i think there are like blocks that are uh, that are handmade and then they are put together on random because there are some places that i can uh, yeah that i have seen from other levels anyways uh um, oh, okay So it's got very high replay value because also everything is is random, as I said, and uh, even stores and stuff like that. You get items either from stores or from... Oh, this is so deep, man. Uh, From different stores. There are like bomb stores and there are item stores and there are different items every time. And there's like one store where you can buy health for very much money. And uh, your health is very precious. You begin with, I think, four health points or three or something, and you lose one health point and, uh, those are when you get attacked, that is. And those are kept for the whole game. So in order to get more health, you have to rescue a, um, a girl. So you take this girl and get her to the exit without killing her, preferably. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> At uh, the end of the level, you um, get health, and you can also, in some places, buy health for very, very uh, much money. Mm, crazy. Uh,
2: sounds like a pretty deep platformer. Like it yeah. sounds like you know, it looks pretty simple, but the, the mechanics behind it and
3: the sheer amount of items sounds appealing. Yeah, exactly. And there's so it's so deep, man. I, I I'm thinking i might have only seen the tip of the iceberg because because i came to one level it seemed random i had played for a while uh, where there was like some other team or other theme because most levels are caves as you might have seen in the screenshots and uh, this level was like some kind of temple or something but uh, yeah and it's all it's all exploring in this game, because you need to find out what then all the items do, so you just buy them just to see what it, they do. And in this level, I I went forward like maybe a few squares and then I saw flowers, a uh, flower enemy kind of thing, so I thought I'd jump on it and it ate me. So it was game over. <laughs> The old crazy. man-eating so, flower trick. So and yeah. this is after this is after playing through the game like 50 times. Yeah, no. Well, it's arcade, so you play through it, and if you die, you have to start over again. Uh, so I think and I And it totally changes. Yeah. So I think I had uh, oh, like wow. come far enough there, like beat enough levels in order to come to that special level or something.
2: Oh, crazy. So keeps on throwing new stuff at you. That's cool. Yeah. Well it's not on Mod DB yet. Hopefully we can get it on Mod DB. And uh it was actually the g- one of the guys behind this was uh you know one half of the team behind Aquaria. So I mean it's got some credentials behind it. Um so yeah, that's Bluenky. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh yeah, what's Another the other game,
3: game I've been playing? Shall I continue or someone else wanna Yeah, sure. Keep on going. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, um I've also been playing Tag, the power of paint. That's basically a student project, kind of like a tech demo, because it's pretty short. And what you do in this this game is uh, that you get a gun that you can shoot different colors with. So you get this gun and uh, you can shoot uh, green, red or blue uh, later into the game. You get to them one by one and you get taught how to use them and stuff like that. Anyway, the green one, may, when you walk on it, you spray it on the ground and you walk on it and it makes you jump. So it's like a spring or something. You can use it to like wall jump up high places and uh, all sorts of things. And then there's a red color that makes you run fast. So you can use it to on ramps so you can fly off and uh, like jump further. And then there's the blue one that makes you stick to surfaces. Uh, so you can walk on walls and in ceilings and uh, it's kind of like Portal in that sense because you can make so many different puzzles with it but uh, I'm a bit disappointed that there weren't more levels because uh, it was really fun and uh, I've played through it two times uh, yeah, I'd like more but
2: you just played the demo, right?
3: it's just a demo there's a full game also did you also. just
2: play through the demo or did you play for the full,
3: full game? there's a full game
2: like, you didn't didn't you say that they were selling it or no?
3: No, they, I don't think they're selling it. It's just a student project. So, oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I thought earlier you it. said
2: that they were selling
3: it. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so.
2: Okay. <laughs> I right. remember that too. Actually. I thought you said they were selling it for five bucks. I'm like, oh, really? What?
3: No, yeah. that was another one. Yeah, I had though. that too, actually. That was another one. Oh, okay, no, okay, that okay, was okay. Caster. I'm talking so, about. Um, oh,
0: that was Caster. Okay, Just out of curiosity. Just out of curiosity, um, if I throw red paint down on the ground sprint uh throw a green paint down on the ground jump and uh put another splub of green paint on the wall that i'm jumping onto will i jump off that wall in a different angle or does it not yeah, work? Like no, what,
3: you can do that
2: yeah yeah you can combine the paint to like kind of like do combos and stuff but when you yeah. put down the red paint it doesn't make you jump farther
3: like, the, the yeah, inertia yeah. doesn't carry no, the you? the green paint, I if mean. If you put down yeah. the red paint, yeah. and then you run on that, and then you do green paint, you will do a longer jump because you're running faster. So, it works like that. So, you,
0: I mean, like, um, you, you said you could walk on ru- uh, walls and stuff like that with the blue mm-hmm. paint, but um, I'm interested to know if the green paint on a wall will make you jump, even though you're not technically walking yeah, on a Yeah, it. yeah, yeah you, you do. Jump. You, can, you, can you can have do to, like, jumps. bounce
2: in between walls sometimes and, like, shimmy your way up. Mm-hmm. So, because I actually played this at GDC, so, so uh, I did I did try out a couple of levels of it, and it and it is really like a compliment for a student project. I mean, a lot of people are kind of throwing around that it puts out the same vibes as Portal itself. So, uh, you know, I think it's quite an accomplishment for especially for a student project. I don't know exactly what they're doing uh, in terms of like if they're going to make it into. Uh, Oh, Val's buying it. Valve's going to buy them up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting game to try out. I cool. mean, if you like puzzle games, if you like anything, in the, especially in the vein of Portal, uh, definitely want to try it out because it is the same, same kind of uh, same genre, same kind of vibe that it puts out. I mean, minus the story in Portal and the humor, uh, all the puzzle elements are there.
3: Yeah, I'm hoping they do something out of this because that would be really cool. Yeah, mm. it
4: looks really intriguing.
3: Yeah, it's it's it looks good. Also, it's not. It, I mean, the way I have no idea how they did that, but somehow they can have like infinite infinite colors, textures, uh, stuff on everything. So you can just spray color everywhere. It's not like you're limited in that way. So, yeah, it's, right, it's yeah. advanced just, in technology, too, like, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, the the geometry for the levels and stuff seems pretty uh, simple, so I think they're afforded some room for, for decal amounts through that.
4: Yeah. Because I'm writing yet another article, and this is The Battle for Westnoth, which is actually a rather old project it was started in 2003 and uh, has since released many different versions it's an open source uh, fancy themed turn-based strategy game which you don't see a whole lot of nowadays so much outside of maybe handheld market and uh, it's actually very well so this is along the
0: same line as like uh, Fire Emblem
4: is it? Uh, I'm not familiar with that game, so I can't really say. Um, they're, or like
0: um, a tactical sort of
4: Yeah, it's a tactical RTS sort game of... Well, it's on a grid. Turn. Yeah, it's uh, on a hex board. So yeah, that's what I thought Yeah, so it's that, that sort of thing. If you've played that sort of game, you probably know somewhat to expect. Uh, it has a few uh, interesting elements. The fact that uh, units can level up sort of RPG style and gain uh, better stats. And so, so
0: you almost like Vendrancy then?
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you can uh, recall if it's in a single player campaign, uh, units from previous scenarios, and uh, it's it's just a very well known project, but um, mm. apparently not on Mod DB because their profile hasn't been kept up very well. So uh, I'll be that's pretty cool. Uh, but, over but
2: is it? When your units die, do they like die forever, or do they go back to some sort of place where you can recruit them again? Or
4: no, they they die for good. So.
2: Okay,
0: so it is very similar to uh, Fire Emblem in a lot of ways. Yeah, it also reminds me of Advance Wars yeah, too.
3: I'd say it more. It's more like Advance Wars actually. Oh, it that, is. That's what yeah. I okay. think.
1: Hmm. hmm.
4: So I'll be writing up an article on that so you can read more on that probably this week. And I will be getting a hold of someone over there in the development uh, team so that uh, hopefully they'll keep their profile up because this game really does have a lot of moddability. They actually have an add-on download manager built right into the game and a map editor built right into the game now. So I think it'd be a really good game to mod if you're just starting out, just get the full feel of planning out a mod and actually executing it and releasing it to the public. So
2: That's cool, man. Yeah, well
4: that's West yeah, I, Cool. I, I hope
2: that you do get someone from the development team, because uh I'm sure they would appreciate the exposure as well.
4: Yeah, because it is cool. still in development even though it's uh past Version 1, they're still going with it and hoping to get to version 2 and beyond. And it's a very open development. Anybody can go on and contribute art to the project. Doesn't mean they don't get accepted, of course, but there's a whole community involved in just volunteer artists.
0: Sounds similar to what they're doing with um, Project Reality, then. With uh, open open development and whatnot? Yeah, right. a lot of contributors yeah, and projects stuff
2: like that. Doing that. That's cool. Cool man. Well, looking forward to that article. Maybe I'll just try out the game in my free time as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, you should. It's cool. It.
2: When you
0: when you finished all the other 300 <laughs> games, you never finished. <laughs> <laughs> After I have finished.
2: Well, I mean, it, so far it seems to be a very indie week for us. A lot of us have been playing indie games. Uh I just I'm just yeah. going to talk about a couple uh just cuz we're, <laughs> we're gone over like 2 hours again, man. <laughs> Hopefully people are still listening. Um <laughs>
0: If you are, hi, thanks for listening. Hi, hi thanks
2: for making it this far. Uh, we should make it like an achievement for our modcast or something. Yeah. Get it into Steam and it's like, oh, uh, you've listened past oh, the two-hour God. mark. Um, so <laughs> I just want to talk about a couple of indie games. One of them is Cogs, which I actually got a preview for the full copy. for. Uh, it's actually coming out on Steam pretty soon. I, I don't know if it's this month or the next month, but very soon. Um But uh, Cogs is uh, a puzzle game, and uh, it it's kind of like you know if you take those old tile-based games where you shift tiles around and stuff like that. uh, You can take a look at the profile on ModDB. But if you combine that with Pipe Dream, and if you're not you know old enough to remember Pipe Dream, like on old (laughs) Windows 3.1 or whatever, um, just think of like the hacking game in Bioshock kinda of moving puzzle pieces around to connect the tubes and and uh... get the fluid from one side to the other and if you combine that with like a full 3d aspect so you can actually rotate the puzzle around to see the other side of it and or sometimes it'll be in a cube and you have to like connect the pipes across different uh... surfaces of the cube and then uh... connect gears together as well it's just it's really well done and uh... Even the menus are all in 3D, so when you click on stuff, it has kind of like it's almost like you're walking into you know like a, a watchmaker's shop or some sort of tinkerer's shop, and everything is you know actually mechanical and folds out and stuff like that. So it's really neat just playing around in the menus. Of it. I was just like going when I first de- opened up the game, I was just going through the menus and just seeing how everything folded out, and it was pretty cool. Um, and uh, the puzzles themselves, uh, they start off pretty simple. And you think, you know, by the time you've done the first five, you're like, oh, okay, I know what this game's all about. And uh, But every new puzzle that comes along, they kind of introduce a new aspect. Either the pipes will actually come off come off the uh, the play area, and there's, like, you know, several layers of depth that you have to work around to connect the pipes together. Or, you know, it'll, it'll either be, like, some different t- type of shape like some puzzles are in the cube like I mentioned before or diff- or like a cylindrical surface so it's all one surface but you're kind of having to move everything around um, one single surface that's cylindrical or or you know there's two sides of a puzzle where you have to connect the pi- pipes on, on one single plane and then flip it around and mm-hmm. also have to contend with uh, you know a separate puzzle like it's not a separate puzzle but it's, it's all together. But uh connecting the pipes on the back side as well as having all the pipes on the front side connect, so there's always something new that you're coming across in all the puzzles, and there's something I don't know how many puzzles there are, but uh so far i've put i put uh maybe let me just look on my steam profile here. I think it's about it's close to six hours, and I haven't like unlocked everything yet. I still have a few puzzles to go. But it's a it's a good chunk of entertainment, and uh, just the the whole aesthetic of it um, feels very unique. Just in that you know it's that whole tinker's workshop and everything's really mechanical and there's gears and so um, you know some of the puzzles are are moving gears around and and I don't know if you're into that kind of thing. It just kind of it was a, a mix of good puzzle solving as well as just some nostalgia built in there. From like Pipe Dream, I I used to love Pipe Dream. I used to like. I don't know if you guys do. You guys remember that game at all?
4: Mm-hmm. Pipe Dream. Uh, I didn't. No. I didn't Before my time. No one. No one remembers so Pipe much. Dream. Uh, Hopefully, yeah, one yeah, of yeah, for Pipe Dream. What's that? I remember the card. game I remember the card game uh, Waterworks that Pipe Dream was probably. Okay. Based yeah. On. That was that was
2: based oh. off of that. Yeah. But uh, they had Pipe Dream, and that was for like you know Windows 3.1, and I used to spend hours just playing Pipe Dream. Um. I played a but, few uh, of that, so Yeah, and there's I'm sure there's many clones of it. But uh but yeah, there's some nostalgia built in there for me. Uh I'll be writing up a short review about the game. I mean it is a puzzle game, so um yeah, it's all about puzzles. And I think it's coming out on Steam at like a nine ninety nine price point, which I mean is well worth it uh, considering the amount
0: $999. of
2: $999. Yeah, Dave, $999. <laughs> <laughs> worth every penny.
4: <laughs> but yeah, uh,
2: you know, I, I certainly think it's worth it. it. It was a fun little game for me.
0: Um, yeah, I played it too. I thought it was pretty rocking. It's awesome, man. Yeah. I was just addicted to I, it. Right? I agree I with like, what Ryan Because saying. you have
2: to unlock stars to unlock the next puzzle. So it rates you on yeah. the completion of the puzzle, how long it took you, and how many moves it took you. And, uh, and then there's a whole like, challenge, whole set of challenges just for, just for time and a whole set of challenges just for move, uh, amount of moves. And uh, it does mix up the puzzle sometimes as well. So if you, do, if you do just the main challenge and then you go and do the move set and you're like, okay, well, I've done this once already. I'll know exactly what I'll have to do for the next time in the move challenge. But it mixes up the pieces, so you have to like develop a whole new strategy just to get everything in place. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting.
0: But, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. There's a few puzzles in there that will really get on.
1: Oh yeah, you know, one one aspect that we like that. haven't
2: even mentioned is it also uh, has a few music puzzles in there as well, which you have to actually place gears. Oh god! Yeah, you have to place gears <laughs> to uh, to uh, actually hit these levers and uh, hit these chimes in a specific order. So that's another puzzle aspect that they've added in there. And those ones so far have for me have been like the hardest. But uh that's a good challenge. Yeah. So mm. that's enough about cogs. Um next game up I'm gonna talk about is Dyson. A boot? A boot. A boot. Dyson. Next game is Dyson. Dyson is uh I guess you would call it uh Minimalist RTS game. It's minimalist in terms of visuals um, and in terms of strategy, I guess. Like this is just a demo. That's out. you can actually download it on Steam. Is it available on Steam? I think it is. I'm not sure. I'm it's not it's sure available it. on their website. We'll give a link. No, there's but, no um, on Steam. Had th- oh, Okay. That's sorry. That's a different game. They they've released a bunch of demos for Steam on on Steam, like, uh, Osmos and a whole bunch of other indie games, but, uh, Dyson is, yeah, it's very, uh, minimalist in design, as well as, I guess, like, in gameplay, it's really simplified RTS, in that you have, like, all these asteroids, and your the way you build units is you plant these trees, and they sprout up, and then the leaves, or the, I guess, yeah, the leaves that come off of them are your units. And they have various attributes in terms of the amount of energy, strength, and speed that they have. And so each each different asteroid will you know put off a different type of unit uh, with like randomized attributes between those three. And then you just basically you fly your units from one asteroid to another and just try and take over the whole playing field. Um, but it very you know it functions. The way it plays out, it's you know, for me, it's not as intense as other RTS or traditional RTS games. Um, you know, it's very much like I don't know, plays around with the concept of zen gaming, where it's very peaceful, like the music and stuff like that, and you're just flying around, and you feel like you can do everything on your own time, and you can turtle as much as you want. So you know, people that aren't Yay. people that aren't you know the RTS. Uh, Hardcore players can actually pick up this game and have a good time with it. And right now they just have a demo out, but they're coming out with a full game, which I'm guessing will have uh, more, a little bit more strategy built in and uh, a little bit more in terms of depth of play. But for, for this demo, you can kind of see where they're going with it. Uh, everything won't be as complicated as your traditional RTS game, but uh, it still is really fun to play through. And just looking at it. It looks like something totally different than you wouldn't expect it to be an RTS game. Like walking up to this game, you're just kind of like, "What is this?" And the last thing you would expect it to be is an RTS game. What's classified as an RTS game? Yeah. So, Lucas, you played this, right? And uh, I don't know if you agree or not.
3: Yeah, I played it. I think it. Um, well, it's fun, but I got bored after a while because it's so slow-paced. So I, I just ended up. I just ended up turtling until until I had enough units to take him out. Or if you could see that he was going away with his units from the asteroid, then you just take your units to his asteroid and then you have it. Yeah, so I think it 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 isn't deep enough, really, because there aren't really that many strategies you can deploy. That, what it, that's what it feels like to me. No, but, yeah, I, I totally
2: understand that. And... I think it's, you know, it's not for the RTS hardcore player, but for someone that's not good at RTS, like, I think Dave would enjoy this, he'd be like, oh, this is pretty cool, I mean, it's not a slate against you, Thanks this, this me is in
0: no. that. <laughs> not, no, me in no, no, that this is
2: just your natural ability as a gamer, you're just not built for RTS games, and that's cool, you know, I'm not really built for RTS games too, I'm kind of like an average RTS gamer, I guess. Or or slightly uh-huh. below average. Um uh-huh. but, you know, Scott is one <laughs> not a not a slight against Scott at all. But he loved this game and he just like he just downloaded on his laptop we're in the when we're in the hotel room and just 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 playing it. I think half of the fun is just looking at it and it's just so original and unique to look at. And when you zoom out it's almost like little cells congregating around um But, uh, yeah, for for people that like light RTS play, I think this would be very enjoyable for them.
3: Indeed. Like Dave.
2: (laughs) (laughs) People who want to perfect their turtling strategies. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so that's all I got to talk about. What about you, Dave? I think you have, like, the one and only mod that is on the What You've Been Playing section.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've uh, played just, uh, you know, all the all the ones that have been released this week. That's normally what I do, so mm-hmm. my recall section is uh, my What You've Been Playing Oh,
2: okay. So, yeah, Shotgun Sunrise and yeah. stuff.
0: Okay. Shotgun Sunrise and uh, Nevermore and... The other one, which I can't pronounce, and I'm not going to <laughs> try But, yeah,
2: well, two of those That's are it. indie games,
0: so it's been
2: a very indie week yeah. for us here at DB. Yeah, definitely. Cool.
4: All the mods were too busy making April Fool's pranks. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: Well, the, the real indies were working.
4: Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. Um... But yeah, I guess that's that's it for this episode. Dave, if you want to take us out.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it off. Uh thanks again guys for uh listening to this very long modcast again. Sorry about that. Um so I want to thank uh Peter and uh Lucas for showing up and uh you know having a chat with us this week. They'll they should be back next week. All right, guys? You'll be back again. I'll be again? back.
4: I think so. Uh, uh, oh uh, no!
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger is gonna come back. He's gonna <laughs> but um, all right, guys. Until next wait, wait, week. Wait, uh, wait one second before you end it. I just want to pose one question just for people that listen to
2: this, uh-huh. one, and that is uh, watching podcast 17's latest live episode. They did everything with Justin TV, but they kind of did it in a in a unique way that they all did their own streams and then combined it all together in a webpage I'm wondering how many of you guys. Uh, would be interested in watching uh, some sort of live modcast, bringing it back and doing it in some sort of format that was similar into the way Podcast Seventeen did th- did their things. And so we're not all uh, dealing with issues just on one stream, <laughs> but we're we're just getting our individual streams up and then embedding it on a web page, uh, which seems it might be a little less complicated. Um, so if you guys are interested in that at all, uh, leave, leave some comments in, in the, uh, comment section that reflect that. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's that's my question.
0: All right, guys. See you next week. Sorry about the long time. Ryan just talks too
4: much. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.